Speaking of greatness, <laughs> Spencer Jurgens. Ben. I'm so glad to be, first of all, super excited to finally be actually meeting you in person. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that we have an opportunity to record a podcast, work together for a few days. Um, just so you know, some background. So it's kind of cool. I think it's crazy when you kind of get the benefit of hindsight and you like look at how people come into your life. I, so uh, I don't know if I've even told you this story, but I'm going to tell you it. Um, so my mom for a long time worked for a mobile IV business in Salt Lake city. And, uh, she, anyway, she, she worked with them for a long time. She introduced me to their owner. I worked for a different corporate agency at the time and we had a few meetings, but it didn't really end up going anywhere very far. Then I started Ascent Digital and she no longer worked for that mobile IV company anymore, but the owner called me and was like, hey man, I want to, I need to kind of double down on my marketing, like, you know, see how it goes. Anyway, I ended up doing some marketing with them. They went to this conference in Florida where John was at in Florida. And then, you know, they referred John to me and then through John, I got to meet you. And it's wild to see, like, you know, we always have these different connections with people in our lives or, or how people come in, but it's pretty rare when we get to like linearly see, and I told my mom, I called my mom a while back and I was like, had you not done that job, I wouldn't know Spencer and all of the impact that you've made on me with the businesses that you've sent my way in Austin and stuff like that. And I just want you to know, it's like, you're one of the guys in my life, even though today's the first day we've met in person, that you've had a huge impact on me. And it's been really cool because I've gotten the benefit of like being able to trace back how you were introduced into my life, which has just been, it's just been neat. So anyway, I wanted to start with that, that I'm thrilled to be sitting in the same room with you. Well, it's my pleasure, buddy. And uh, here we are on camera in the hotel room. You're in my world now. You're in my domain. <laughs> New Braunfels, Texas. I bet you got here and you're like, where the hell are we? <laughs> yeah, I called um, you. I was like, I'm on I-35 traffic. It's going to yeah, be crazy. No, but no, seriously, Ben, like it's so fun to meet you in person finally be here. We're going to have a great trip. We're going to we're going to get a lot done. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but I always say like one thing leads to another. You know, one thing always leads to another. So it, it's really cool to see, you know, just all the people that you've helped that I've sent your way. I mean, you've helped me tremendously in my in both of my businesses. But because you've given me that confidence and be like, hey, this guy's really legit. He's really good at what he does. You know, I exude that when I'm talking to people and I'm getting excited about your services when I'm telling them about what you do. It's a no brainer. It's so easy to send people your way because I know they're going to be satisfied. I know they're going to be happy with the work they get from you. Um, and I'm your biggest advocate, man. I'm your biggest advocate. I'm always going to bat for you and, and trying to send as many people your way as possible. And, um, it's, it's important. It's important if you're starting a business to really lean into the marketing and the branding and think about that strategy. And if you're not doing that, you're really missing the boat. And so, you know, having someone like you on the team is crucial. You're a crucial component of any, of any successful business. So, you're just, be, you're just being nice because we're filming. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I mean, I've told you, I've told you many times, and and I'll keep telling telling it to you. Like, uh, it's 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 really wonderful hearing the feedback from the people that I've sent to you. Like, hey, thank you so much for for sending for sending Ben towards us. You know, he's he's made a huge difference, and I can say like, and I think I've told you before. You know, I probably went through five. I've worked with maybe five different you know marketing companies. Um, in my past, uh, through one way or another. And I was like about ready to give up on 
thinking that there just are not any good marketers out there. These guys don't know what they're doing. They don't get results. And I'm like over here trying to work it out month to month, trying to make these adjustments and trying to dial it in. It's just not happening. And then right away, like, you know, once we just, you know, just sometimes you just know your kindred spirits, you know, you get, you get going with somebody, you're like, all right, I got great vibes. That's number one. Number two, I like what they're talking about. Let's see where it goes. You know, screw it. You gotta, you gotta kind of let go and, yeah. and give it a go. But I'm so glad I did because it's worked out. It's worked out too. And it's been cool. You know, it's really fun when, you know, that saying of that a client will become a friend way sooner than a friend will become a client. I remember clearly, I, I'm, I'll be curious to see if you even remember this meeting or not, but you and I were on one of our monthly strategy session meetings. And for whatever reason, we were both kind of like, dude, this is hard. Like we were kind of having one of those, like running a business is tough. And um, I'll never forget you were telling me somehow we got on the topic of hot tubs and cold plunges and really self care is kind of, you know, how, how the conversation evolved. Um, which was cool on a few levels for me. One was, it was really neat that I felt comfortable, you know, with, with an, a client of mine to be like, I'm struggling. Like we're, you know, business ownership is brutal and, and, you know, and then you're like, yeah, I, I feel it too. But then it was really cool that you said something that I'll never forget in that meeting. Um, and it was pretty much the gist of that. If I don't take care of myself, I won't be able to take care of my business. I'll never forget that because it stood out to me in such a, a real way. And I'd love to kind of hear, because I know, so just for the audience to be aware too, Spencer is the owner of not one, but two successful businesses at the moment. Um, you know, and, and who knows what the future will hold or, you know, and, and a resume that goes along with those two as well. We're scheming all the time. <laughs> yeah. We're always looking for the next one, the next opportunity. So how do you... Tell me a little more about that. Like, how do you take care of yourself so that you can stay highly functioning to maintain, you know, you're, you're a father, you're taking care of yourself, you're running two businesses. I'd love to kind of hear like the day-to-day prioritizing and, and how do you juggle it all? Uh, not very well. <laughs> Come on, no. this is where we fake it. We act like we have an No, no, no. This is raw. This is real. We're, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not BSing here. Uh, no. Um, and to be honest, I've had uh, real ups and downs with my health, you know, physically um, and mentally. And, you know, we'll get into it a little bit more as the show goes on, I'm sure. But I did get the chance to listen to your previous podcast. And there's definitely a theme of mental health in there and, 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 and taking care of your body and the things that you do to do that. But more importantly, your mental health. And I've had my battles with mental health. Uh, I've had my battles with physical health. I was, you know, uh, an athlete my whole life, played every sport growing up, ended up um, doing well and in, in going and playing college football on scholarship and ended up breaking my back and unbeknownst to me lived that way for years and endured many unsuccessful surgeries that did, did not help the situation. And so, you know, six and a half years later, I'm finally getting the correct diagnosis. I'm in two level fusion, L3, L4, L5, uh, spinal fusion and, you know, during that, during those six and a half years from my, probably the age of, I would say, you know, my early twenties up until 26, 27, that was just a brutal, brutal time. Um, physically just being in that amount of pain every single day and not knowing why, knowing that my back was messed up and, you know, had other issues, injuries, surgeries, I think up to nine of them now. Um, 
and most of that from sports and playing football. Um, but you know, when you ask like, how do I take care of myself? Well, it's kind of up and down. I'm still figuring that out. I can tell you what helps and what works for me, um, and what doesn't (laughs) and why. Um, but really, um, you know, like I, you look at me today, you probably think, Oh, he's, he's pretty tall, pretty fit. Dude, I'm, I'm pushing 275 right now. I'm 6'4", 275, and I don't look like I weigh that much, but I have a, a good frame and I carry it well, And but I'd like to be 50 pounds less. So I still have a journey to go on to you know, be healthier, to be more fit, to, to lose the weight. It's just gotten a lot harder to lose the weight as you get older. You know, when I was younger, I think I, I lost – I used to, to put on weight and take off weight very quickly, depending on what the sport was. Right. If I was getting ready for basketball, I'd take 30, 40 pounds off for, for basketball season. For football, I'd, I'd bulk back up. Um, so really, man, it's... Has the it's, back injury been the, the major contributing factor to to that side of it in terms of the you know weight? And like I would imagine that it limits exercise availability. Yeah. <clears throat> when, you, when you were just used to being an athlete and you you train a certain way you 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 play sports a certain way you move your body in a certain way your whole life and then all of a sudden your body can't do that anymore that's a really tough adjustment to say okay you know how do i how do i now exercise or how do i now you know go burn calories well well the way i used to do it was through training and playing sports and doing the things that i love to do that as a byproduct of that i was getting exercise well now i can't do that anymore in a lot of different things, um, in a lot of different disciplines that I would love to do. But so I've had to tweak and adjust that. And that's still, you know, a learning process. And, you know, for me personally, I, I kind of ebb and flow, you know, I, I will, I will put on the weight and then I'll get to a point where I'm like, wake up one day and like, like the snap of a finger, I'm just ready, ready to change. And I'll lose 30, 40, 50 pounds pretty quick. (laughs) So, and then I get there and I'll probably be a little bit complacent and then I'll, then I'll probably put it back on. And, and so it's a bit up and down. I'm searching for that consistency. Um, I will say that the, 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 some of the stress and challenges of, of starting two businesses at the same time and, and running and trying to scale those has contributed to me maybe having some more unhealthy habits around sleep and around diet. Um, but there's really not an excuse at the end of the day. You either, you either do what you need to do or you don't. And yeah. you know, there's no one else to blame. So I'm, I think that more importantly than like how I look or how I feel, I I know I need to lose weight. Like I know I need to be healthier. The routine of, you know, the hot tub and the ice bath really help a lot. The ice bath helped my inflammation, which I have a lot of naturally. Um, and it really helps my mental health. It really helps kind of reset me, get me ready for whatever I'm about to do. The hot tub is great, you know, and so those two things help me the most. Um, did you start with the, especially with the cold plunge, did you start that for physical benefits or mental benefits? Like what, what initially triggered you to purchase, which by the way, and you know, cause we're, we're like a huge podcast with a, a ton of followers. So Morosco Forge, I'm sure at some point will sponsor us, but I've looked into those and those are not cheap. So I'm just curious, um, you know, what, what was the driving factor to invest? Obviously, you know, in, in, it's a sizable investment was physical, the leading factor or mental. So, you know, I used to always take ice baths after football practice or after games. 
so I was already accustomed to taking ice baths. I knew how good they were to help you bounce back to to help with inflammation and and just how refreshed it made you feel and how it just helped seemed to help the mental acuity think, side of things as well. Um, so I've always loved, and I'm just a you know big guy with a lot of insulation, so I can handle the cold well. So I always feel good in the cold. It's like ah, my body's cooling down, you know, my body temp is lowering and I feel better. So, um, it's funny that we're on this topic of, of ice baths because, you know, there's my, my friends really like to tease me and joke, joke with me about it because you know how many people are on social media and doing all these ice bath videos. Like, you know, I wake up every day, ice bath for 30 minutes, you know, and then this, this, and this talk about their routines, but I'm not that guy. I promise. I don't really, I don't really tell everyone I do the ice bath. You're not but even on social media at all. Are no, you? no, I'm not right now. No. Um, but to answer your question, Funny story on Morozko Forge and ice baths. So um, about three, four years ago, I bought this thing. They were a relatively new company, and I had just got done listening to a Rogan show. I don't know which one it was, but someone came on and was like, ice baths. Well, before that, I had been doing like water troughs and ice, and it's just not sustainable. Like it is so tedious to pre-plan your ice baths and put ice in there and it's just expensive too all the ice and the time and everything so I'm like I need just something I can have no excuse and just go ahead and it's right there you better use it so someone came on and 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 said Morosco Forge on the Rogan show and I knew instantly if there was ever a time that I was gonna buy the thing I needed to do it right because the price was about to go insane so if you look at the prices on those things now I'll just tell you that I probably got mine for a fourth of what it costs now because they were a new company. The, the model I have is like archaic compared to the new ones that they're putting out now. Um, but I'm so happy I pulled the trigger then because it's still working great. No problems with it. It's a great company. It's a great, uh, it's a great, I think um, I have the Morosco forge. It's like a big trough built in around a, uh, a wood thing. And, uh, and it, it, I got it big enough and wide enough for me to fit in, which is nice. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's been a game changer, but I, I got it at a fraction of the price they are now. So That's I got awesome. lucky. I knew if I didn't pull the trigger then that the prices were going to go insane because, you know, Joe Rogan just said, hey, this is the, the company I'm yeah. using now. This is what I got. And I was like, oh, God, OK, I'm pulling the trigger. We need to get Outdoor Originals on the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> well, you know, we almost had IV Bird on the Rogan show. So John, who just gave you an IV bag, um, did jelly rolls uh i remember that and and he was like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna shout you out on the show no 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 doubt and then they got on the topic and i was like oh here we go it's gonna happen and uh he said yeah yeah i just got two of them this that and the other and he didn't he, he didn't, didn't shout, shout us out, out. Oh, and i'm no. like bro <laughs> come on man come on and uh so you know oh well you know, we got a story to tell, but uh, and but, a social post with John and Jelly yeah. Roll, which was which was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's I'm, cool. How come you're not on social media? Um, doom scrolling. You know, like you know how the algorithm just has you, and it's so easy to just to just start scrolling through and looking at all the stuff. And uh, you know, I found myself just grabbing for my phone subconsciously. Like I just put my phone down. Like. 20 seconds ago and I just grabbed it and opened up the app again. That's a problem. So removing myself from the situation, removing the temptation, deleting the app from my phone is the only thing that, that, that I could do to kind of rein my focus in, you know, you have priorities in life and this thing is not serving me outside of just pure entertainment. 
and uh, you know, exhausting my dopamine receptors probably. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just said, well, I don't, I don't really need this. I, I, I'd, I'd like to have a business presence on, on social media and we can, we can do all of our things with advertisement on that platform. But, but my wife runs the social media page, you know, she has her page. Um, she's great about, you know, posting updates and stuff with the kids. So anyone that is a family member or needs to follow the Jurgens family can just follow my wife and have a good idea of what's going on. Because did you feel like there was a risk of it distracting you from bigger goals or that it was distracting you from present? Like what, what do you think was the biggest negative impact you know, from, from that, that idea of doom scrolling that you identified and then obviously it was significant enough for you to say, I'm going to get this off my phone. Well, honestly, you just know when something's not serving you. And, and if you know what your goals are and what your priorities are, and you just, you typically will, will try to align things in your life to meet those goals and priorities. And, and, and the social media has just never, never been one of those things for me. Um, I, I'm very happy with my my circle of friends, my family. I feel more rooted than I've ever felt in my life right now with my faith, my family, the friends that I have that I that I consider great friends. It's a very close circle, very small circle. You know, beyond all those things, I don't feel like I need much else. Yeah. You know, I feel like I have enough. And so I don't um I don't get a lot from it. Um, I do like to, I will say, I love YouTube. I love all things YouTube. I will get on YouTube and I will search, you know, many different topics or whatever my fancy is and go down rabbit holes and wormholes on YouTube. But, um, but I have to kind of cap it out. I kind of have to cap that time or else I'll spend too much time on it and not enough time doing the things that are going to help me, you know, achieve my goals. So I'm curious and, and just a quick kind of anecdote or, or aside, you mentioned about how, I forget your exact words, but that you're satisfied with where you're at from a, a social perspective with your friends and, you know, your family and, and your kids and things like that. One of the coolest things I got to see kind of vicariously, you connected me with Honeycomb, uh, who I believe is your across the street neighbor. And uh, I, I was having a video call with him in his garage and, you know, showing me your place across the street. And then I know that, you know, I, I think Jake lives right down the road or whatever. And it was kind of fun because I got to see this like, I felt like I got to kind of have an outsider's perspective into this cool, literal community that you guys have built, you know, physically with this amazing network of friends and families that all all live within the same same street. And I've seen your kids, you know, on on our morning calls or whatever, sitting at the table eating their their cereal before school and all that. And I and I think it's amazing. I think it's cool to hear that you realize that like you're satisfied in those elements of your life and not necessarily need to seek more, I'll call it validation through social media or whatever. But what I'm curious about is at the same note, I know you well enough to know you're also very driven. What's the difference between like chasing these pursuits? Cause you know, we, you and I have, have calls all the time and you're a visionary. You're very much like, I got to scale my businesses. I got to find these efficiencies. You're, you're incredibly insightful in those aspects. So I, I would love to just kind of hear your, your perspective. Cause it, and to frame it up a little bit better, it's something I struggle with is like having gratitude for what I have while also staying hungry for more. And I would just love to hear your perspective on 
because I've I, I just now heard you say, you know how satisfied you are with all these components of your life, but I've also seen this incredible hunger and drive from you, and I'd love to just kind of hear the balance and the, the the relationship between the two. I think you have to have, <clears throat> I think you have to be rooted. I think you have to have the satisfaction in your personal life and your your own sphere of influence, whether that's your family, your faith, your friends, whatever that nucleus is. I think you have to be very um, content with 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 that situation or really strive to in order to have the hunger to do your pursuits and 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 go after the business so for me it's about like i can't i can't have the vigor and the visionary and and be a visionary i can't i I don't have the hunger to grow and scale my business unless everything else that's the most important thing in my life is 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 rooted is grounded is and is taken care of so it's more of kind of like you know keeping the house clean the house is the nucleus which is the your core beliefs, your core values, your, your family, your, those things, you know? So I think for me, I have just such an incredible family. Um, I have an incredible wife, incredible children, incredible friends, and I get the opportunity to meet really amazing people from all different walks of life frequently. And it's inspiring. But if, if I'm not satisfied and happy with, with my, with the things that are important in my life, then I don't feel like that's, that's the balance I need. I don't, I don't have what I need to then go on. Hmm. So if they, they will be at war with each other, if you're, if you're trying to, to scale your business and really grind and grow your business, but, but your house isn't tidy, well, then they're going to be conflicting. There's going to be push and pull there. So I think, I think, you know, before you can even begin to pursue your, 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 your goals and dreams in business, you have to really work on yourself and work on that dynamic and clean that up and, and be in a good place where, you know, you, you've, you've done a lot of work to yourself internally, very introspective, um, you know, be real honest with yourself about what you're good at, what you're not, what you're struggling with, what you need to work on. Um, and if you can do that and, and be rooted and grounded to something bigger than yourself, um, I think it just clears the space and clears the path for you to be able to go and do those things. Yeah. And so for me, that's about, it's about, uh, without those things, if I'm not focused on the things that are the most important, I, I can't, I can't go after the things I want to go after in business. I love that perspective. Cause you know, the easier answer would have been like, I'm, I'm grinding so I can take care of my family. And I like that reframe of, it's almost kind of like that hierarchy of needs, you know, that the, the people talk about, you know, usually it's in the context of like food, shelter, warmth and whatever. But I love that idea of like, I, I got to make sure my family's squared away. You know, my house is tidy and now I can pivot and chase my dreams or pivot and, and like hit the gas. I've actually seen that in a lot of ways with Ascent Digital, like, you know, the fact that we're having a podcast even right now. It's, it's almost like I got to the point finally where I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I haven't taken my foot off the gas, but it's good enough that I can now pursue, I don't want to say other things because they're very much related, but like starting to build the personal brand or have these conversations. So I really relate to that of like, and I, and I love the way you've reframed that of like, th- that stuff is solid and then I can can pursue these other things. It's an interesting way to, to look at it, you know, because most people I feel like move forward with sort of chip on their shoulder motivation. It almost feels to me like you move forward with like gratitude motivation, which I just think is fascinating. 
I used to move forward with a chip in the shoulder, you know, chip on the shoulder type of way, and that didn't serve me and didn't work for me well. <clears throat> I think having gratitude is 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 the way to go. Um, and you know, I think it was your last podcast. It might have been Kyle, um, but I think there was a moment in there where he, where he said, you know, yes, I'm. It's okay to pursue my my business and to be ambitious, but also not neglect my family and my children and, and be intentional with them in that time and okay to turn off business and, 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 and get rooted and grounded again. in what's in front of you right now, you know, you have kids, you know, I have a 10 year old daughter, Sophia, seven year old son, Geronimo, they're growing up so fast, you know, and you know, if you don't stop and pause and take the time, which it does take time, it's, it, you are investing your time in these children the, the, the excuse of, oh, I'm grinding to give them a better life. Well, they're going to not like you for it later on when you just miss their entire childhood and uh, we're always working or too busy to stop what you're doing to, you know, pay attention to what they have to say. And so, I'm you know, I think my wife and I do a, a good job of trying to slow things down at the end of the day and talk to our kids and be very involved in what's going on in their life and now make sure we see those subtle signs of maturity as they happen and so that we can do our job to guide them as well as we can. So if you don't, if you don't, and that's kind of getting back to the theme of like, well, you kind of work on, work on your nucleus and be grounded and, and work on your family. Like if you're not doing those things and you're going to be so conflicted going forward in business. So does your you wife know, work? No. So no. you're the sole income provider for your whole family. Yes. How do you balance that? Like, you know, cause to me, it's there's some conflicting realities there of because in a lot of ways if the business isn't successful you know you've then sort of failed as a father but if you'd spend too much time with the businesses you've you failed as a father in another way how do you balance it how do you like you know and especially a guy like you with multiple businesses and incredibly different businesses you know with wearing all these different hats and i know sometimes you're literally out doing the work at outdoor originals I've, I've seen you you know in a sweaty shirt and and you know things like that where is that line of like you know because in a lot of ways i think that a lot of entrepreneurs justify dedicating the entirety of their existence to their businesses by saying that it's for their family you know like and and when in a lot of ways you still do, you know, especially you're, you're it, you know, in terms of, of income for the family. I'm just kind of curious how, like, how do you balance or know, like, okay, now is time to, to maybe I need to be there in, in an emotional way, not a financial way, or I need to be there in a, in a, you know, fatherhood role that's different than just a provider. What, how do you balance those? I don't, <clears throat> I don't think it's really that difficult. I don't really think it's, it's, I think we make it more challenging than it has to be a lot of times. Um, I think because my wife doesn't work, we have an incredible family dynamic where I know my kids are taken care of or looked after, have what they need. That frees me up tremendously to have more vigor at work, to go and make more money. You know, if she were to go get a job and do something, I could, if, the, the stress and strain that puts on our family dynamic of having to then split the time with all of the kids activities, with all the sports and activities they do with, you know, all the responsibilities that come along with, with trying to give them a lot of opportunities to experience new things. You know, it, it would diminish my ability to make more money. 
and it would make her more stressed out and feel like she's not being as intentional and helping raise our children the way we want to see them raised. So, you know, it's, I think it's, you know, it's wonderful when you can have, you know, two incomes in the house. That's, that's fantastic and figure it out and, and make that work. Just for us, it wasn't our path and everyone's path is different and everyone has different circumstances and it's not right or wrong. And that's just what works for us. Um, but as far as, you know, balancing everything out, you know, starting the businesses, deciding I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I felt like I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, but I haven't, I never really had started, you know, any businesses on my own. Um, so I was already kind of like, you know, doing the job in my head for so long before I actually did. But that's honestly given me more flexibility and freedom because when you're the owner, it, it kind of falls on your shoulders at the end of the day. You know, the business goes as you go. So, you know, you, you, you work that around your life. And so I've worked that around my life, I think, to where, you know, I can be there on the weekends for my kids' games or for that, you know, cheer tournament that's going on. Like, I never have to miss those things because I'm the owner of this business. And I'm going to delegate just enough to where I can get away with that. And I think that, um, I think in, in scaling any new business, like being very strategic about how you delegate and, and, and how you bring people along and help you, you know, help you help them, but also see the vision of where you're going and get people inspired really helps that. Um, but for me, I, I think, I think it's become easier because before when I was working for someone else and my background is commercial real estate and mortgage, um, you know, you kind of have to show up at a certain time and you can't leave till a certain time. And there's a lot of, you're just not as flexible. So my life has become more flexible and I'm more available. And, you know, I just, I have an incredible wife that's very supportive when I tell her, Hey hon, I really need to buckle down. And like I told her, you know, this week I'm out of pocket Wednesday, Thursday, I'm with Ben all day. And, and we're, you know, we're doing what, 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 what we're trying to do here. So, um, I'm out and she's like, no problem, you know? And, and so just having that freedom to go do that is huge. And I wouldn't have that if she worked, Yeah. you know? And so there's already some built in balance to this whole equation for me being able to, to own and operate a couple of businesses. But, you know, if anyone's listening and thinking about starting a small business, I would say that if I could go back and, and, and do it all over again, not that I regret anything or that I would change anything, but I would probably just start one business and I would just focus all my energy and efforts into that one business and, and see how far I could take that before trying to jump into another opportunity or start two simultaneously. Um, but there's been so much learning and growth in that process that, you know, at the end of the day, I just look at it like, you know, the old me, you know, in my early twenties, mid twenties, maybe was, would, would, would be overcome with anxiety and, uh, and fear of failure and, and would not handle all the things that have happened to me in the past year very well. But now, because I've, I've just arrived at this, this time in my life where I've had enough experience and enough opportunities and I've, I've, I've done a thing or two, I just, I just take the punches and stride so much better and, you know, and, and I'm able to adjust on the fly. And I think to be honest, like one of the biggest ways I, I feel like I can balance it all is I just, I'm, I'm a Christian. I have my, my faith is in Jesus Christ. I, to be honest with you, God has never not provided for me in my whole entire life. So 
why would I doubt him now? Mm-hmm. Even when things are going really bad and, and, and it's like, oh, how do I can't see through this mess or how I'm going to get out of it. It's like, you, you have to remain faithful. And, and when you do it, things turn out really well <laughs> and they eventually will, you'll work through them. And there's a lesson in everything. There's a lesson in the losses. There's a lesson in the failures. And I think I've just inherently, innately, whatever, have, have been blessed with the ability to just be a glass half full gratitude type person where, you know, I realize just how lucky and fortunate I am to, to have what I have, to have the friends I do, to have the wife and children that I do, to have the opportunities that I'm afforded. Um, so there's not a lot to complain about, you know, even when things are tough, even when things are going bad and, you know, there's, there's something you can learn. There's something, you know, you've seen the ups and downs with my businesses. You've, you hear about a monthly, you, 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 you know, I share my numbers with you. You can get a good idea of what's going on. And, you know, every time there's something, there's always an opportunity to learn from it. That's, you know, you turn a negative into a positive. It's, I think we're always just looking for the, oh, what's the, the get rich scheme or that <laughs> pill that's going to make me lose weight or whatever. There's just, there's just no easy quick fixes to anything, you know? And I once remember, you, uh, sorry, I finished your thought. No, once you're okay with that, once you realize that, like I used to early on in business used to be very focused on, you know, trying to get there as fast as possible. And we were aggressive with marketing. We were trying to gain market share, penetrate a new market as the new kids on the block. And, and we did that successfully. Um, but I'm always kind of, you know, you move that goalpost and you're just like, oh, I got to hit those numbers now. Well, sometimes it's okay when you don't because it's an opportunity to learn and grow. And it's okay if you your your time horizon changes. You know, all of a sudden I used to think maybe I wanted to be here in one year. Well, I didn't hit that goal. Well, that's okay. I'm still around. I'm still kicking. I'm still here doing what I'm doing. So let's just, just wake up and put one more day in and then put another one in and stop thinking so far ahead all the time and just – Think of the things that you can do each day, big or small, one step at a time, and then, you know, just let the chips fall where they do and then adjust on the fly. Be flexible. Like It's almost like the goal is to keep playing the game more so than to, you know, win it. I remember another one of the conversations that you and I have had that, you know, left an impact on me. And again, I don't know if you'll remember this one either or not, but... um, I think we were actually FaceTiming or on the phone or something, but uh, we were both kind of expressing this this feeling of like, what are we missing? You know, like, and then I think we kind of ar- arrived at the conclusion that there isn't a shortcut. Like, we're there isn't the like the formula, and that guy's got it, or or this guy did it that way, and and that's the the way that we should follow it. It was kind of this like, well. I guess we just keep going, you know, type of thing. And even when we were off camera earlier, you and I were just talking about one of your businesses and really this idea of like, you know, simply don't, don't quit and, and, you know, we'll get there. We just have to kind of slow grow it and, and, and keep grinding. I think it's interesting. It's really fascinating for me to hear. It's almost like the adversity that you've had in the last year, specifically through entrepreneurship and then obviously, you know, you throw in literally physical pain and, you know, mental health things and, and whatever. But it's almost like it has presented this like confidence in you of like, I've been through worse. You know, I, today, this is just today's problem or this is just the thing now. And I'll get through that again. It's cool to actually sit and see how casually you mention 
the ups and downs that you've experienced in the last year. And, and I, and I love seeing that in you, that there's this, this new level of confidence of knowing that you've, you've overcome a ton and you just keep on going and, and then it keeps on, keeps on going. I'm, I'm kind of curious your thoughts on, on that, of like that idea of, of simply not stopping and how much you've overcome in the past I call it 18 months, I guess, ish with, you know, with kind of the, the entrepreneurship endeavors um, and how it's shifted your perspective on adversity in general. So I'll get to that, but kind of backing up a little bit, you ever, you know, when you struggle with anxiety, you ever get that horrible pit in your stomach when something goes wrong and it, it just snowballs from there and it derails you? A long time ago, when I was struggling with panic attacks and anxiety in my, my early mid-20s, it would, you know, having that adversity, having that struggle would just could derail me. It would, it, it could, it could really put me off and, and then it would lead to this, you know, total non-production, you know, wouldn't serve me at all. Once I worked through that and learned how to, you know, get beyond that and have been beyond that, I, I realized that every time in business or every time in life that you're presented with those unique challenges and problems that can derail a business potentially. Does that panic? Does that anxiety? Does that serve you? Does that actually help the problem? You know, so I just I learned to just get to the problems a lot faster and get to the issues faster. And when they come up and not get overwhelmed and, and overreactive uh, when they when they come up. So I think one of the keys to kind of handling adversity is to, you know, recognize it, acknowledge it, table it, you know, give it a voice, give it eyes, give it a face, whatever, acknowledge it, and then sit with it for a little bit and just kind of try to think logically and think almost without emotion. Mm. You know, what is the next step rather than being overreactive or, or letting all your fight or flight kick in. And I don't do that perfectly all the time, but I do it so much better than I used to. So handling adversity now and handling the challenges of the business, like as long as you're, 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 your conviction is there, your faith in the business is there, your process is good, your fundamentals are sound, you're investing money wisely, you're, you're, you're putting the customer first, you're, you're doing all the right things and the results aren't there, you just have to have faith that if you keep doing those things, you're going to get breaks, good things are coming. But don't quit, just stay alive long enough, don't quit, just keep surviving. And I think you, you brought up a stat the other day, something like how many, what percentage of businesses fail their first year versus third year, Do you, what, are, what are those numbers? Uh, 90%. First three years. Okay. And so, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm halfway. <laughs> I'm halfway there. We're doing well. Things are and getting that, better. And that's not to mention profitability. Right. You know, I, the, the businesses that are, are profitable year one is like, you know, a right. fraction of a percentage. Right. So, you know, and when you when you kind of zoom out and you look at it and say, like, actually, I'm, I'm bucking all the trends. I'm, I'm, I'm beating those statistics, you know. Um, you know, it's not that bad. It's, we just got to hang in there and keep going. So I don't, I don't know how really to answer your question other than to say, for me, the best way to handle, you know, adversity is to, to one, always just look at it through the lens of there's an opportunity to learn from said adversity. So many times in contracting, general contracting with, you know, with outdoor originals, you know, there's, there's always problems that come up. There's always a problem, an issue with the job or a potential problem with the customer, you know, and, those are so illuminating. There's such a lesson in the problems. You, you have to just be willing to, instead of 
throwing your hands up and woe is me and and oh here we go again and all that it's like okay well what happened why did it happen and what are we going to do next time to make sure it doesn't happen like we make it more hard than it has to be you know we just kind of have to you kind of have to get over yourself get over yourself get to the problem faster and just start addressing it logically and stop freaking out so much that things aren't going your way right now because they're going to turn if you start putting out there good vibes good energy and keep focused on the goal you know it's going to turn in your favor but it's not going to turn in your favor if you're always floundering and, and blaming everyone else and not taking any accountability and responsibility for your role in that problem because we all play a role in every problem that comes our way, whether we like to admit that or not. So learn from that, adjust on the fly, and try not to make the mistake again going forward. It's almost like the difference between reacting and responding um, so I'm right now, I'm about halfway through David Goggins' second book, Never Finished. And I was actually on the plane here today um, reading through, and the chapter was basically talking about how most of the time when people quit, they react rather than respond, meaning they are driving on emotion. Um, you know, things get hard, something difficult happens, and they react to the problem and, and end up, you know, quitting or thinking that they're imposters or they're never cut out for this or whatever, instead of responding to the problem. I see which it every is a day. More I see it logical. every day. I think it's fascinating You because you mentioned a little bit about, and, I, and I'd love to hear more about that if you're comfortable with it, if, you know, kind of your past struggles with anxiety, and I didn't know panic attacks as well. I, I personally struggle with anxiety a fair amount. Um, coming from that background... And then having this like grounded perspective on adversity and that idea between reacting versus responding is very fascinating to me because by nature, those feelings of anxiety or the panic attack, especially that is 100% a reaction based, you know, uh, chemically emotionally charged thing. I'd love to hear if, if you're comfortable with it, a little bit of your background on you know, the, the panic attacks and anxiety. Ultimately, what I want to get to is, is kind of your progression to, to the stoicism that I see sitting next to me today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I think a lot of the, first of all, I wouldn't have it today. I wouldn't have that, that outlook and this, I wouldn't be so comfortable in my own skin today if I didn't have those experiences. So a lot of it is, you know, when you're going through the bad experiences is having the, the faith that I'm going through these things for a reason. I'm being tested. I'm learning. There's an opportunity to grow. So I think looking back, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the ability to not react had I not spent a lot of my life reacting. So, you know, you, you, that's what's enabled me to know what works and what doesn't work. It's all experience. We can all talk about things ad nauseum, but until you do things, that's where all the learning is. You know, you can talk about starting a business. Oh, this is the greatest business in the world, easiest business, super profitable. Well, until you do it, you don't know. And that's where you're going to gain all your valuable experiences in the doing. So I think going through those experiences is what has gotten me to a place where I know not, I know not how to react. And, 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 um, and, and I think that looking back at as far as like all the panic attacks and anxiety, I think a lot of that was just derived from me having no control, like a real lack of control in my life. And a lot of it was just being in really an excruciating amount of pain on a daily basis, physical pain, physical pain. 
And when you have physical pain 24-7 that's unrelenting, it does weird things to your head and to your, and to your psyche. And it really just grinds you into a pulp mentally and emotionally. And eventually you crack. So I wasn't dealing with the pain very well. But I had been that it, it broke me down over the course of six and a half years. So so that was, you know, a long time to deal with pain. So I'm not surprised that I developed anxiety and panic attacks because there was just never a break from it. Never. And I still have pain on a daily basis now. <laughs> and that hasn't changed, but it's not near as bad as it was. Um, but, you know, I think I think you have to go through those things. You know, I, I think you have to learn through through those negative experiences, through those tough times, and, and then you grow from them. And that's that's life. We are going through this this crazy thing called life, and we're learning and growing and having hardships, and everyone has their stuff. Everyone has their problems and challenges. And, you know, I, it's it's hard to, to pinpoint exactly what led to all those things. Um, but I will say I think getting through it was – was huge. I, and I, and it was almost, I don't even think there was a, it's hard to, hard to pinpoint a moment where I just learned how to not react anymore and not have those issues. But gosh, it's been, you know, maybe six years, seven years since I had a panic attack or, or felt completely overcome with anxiety. Um, you Is know, I've, cause I've, you felt like you like learned how to like you learned coping mechanisms or triggers. What, what was the what, like? What's the been the progression in that last those last few years? It's hard. To, it's hard to really pinpoint it. There's definitely you know some coping mechanisms and getting grounded and and getting grounded in your your environment. Um, you know, understanding what triggers and things might trigger you. But it's it's it's. I wish I had a, a clear cut like this is what you do to overcome. It's different for everybody. It's it's so different. I I know one of my my sis one of my sisters has struggled with it her whole life, and I think she's really started to come out of it um, as well in in a, in a beautiful way. And it's it's great to see that that type of progress. And um, you know, for me, I'll, I'll be honest. I think right towards the end, right before my my fusion surgery, when I was at my lowest, when I was just at rock bottom, just a mess, and I could not take the pain anymore. I was broken in spirit, broken in body, I was kind of, you know, searching really, really deep at that point in time. And I, and I said, you know, I just, I got on the, I got on my knees in, in my closet and I just cried out for help to God. I just prayed and prayed just for, for help, for guidance, for relief. And said, I'm I can't do it anymore. I can't carry this burden on my shoulders anymore. I've been trying to be Superman. I've been trying to, you know, um, do it all on my own. I've been I've been trying to to burden everything that life throws at me uh, on my own two shoulders, and you know I failed to acknowledge and realize that someone else has already carried that burden for me and is there to help me lighten that load. And you know it was like immediately after that the Holy Spirit just went went to work in my life and just gave me great great relief, mm-hmm. and everything went fine with my surgery. Um, Spiritually, I started to become more healthy, um, and you know, it's a, prayer is so powerful. I will say, like you know, whether you, whether you're a Christian, whether you're Jew, Buddhist, Muslim, whatever, like w- if you pray, prayer is very powerful. And I think when you, when you start really praying things, uh, praying about things that are, you're struggling with, and uh, I think that can be really, really helpful. Um, 
Well, praying, praying about things you're helpful with, whatever. Prayer is, prayer is real, and prayer is very pro- powerful. And I think, you know, that really helped me get through it. And then also just maybe having gone through it enough, your body and your mind, you kind of know like, hey, this isn't, if you want to go down that road of where it goes with the with the panic attack or with anxiety, you know that's not that's not going to a good place. Like you've been down this road many times. When are you gonna grow from this? When are you gonna learn that this isn't you know what's happening? I think it helps to have wonderful people in your life around you, a great support system, actively trying to figure out the problem, actively trying to develop coping mechanisms. Like I think a lot of people that are feel really helpless and hopeless in the situations of panic anxiety, and they they stop searching for those um, solutions yeah. and those things that they can do to uh, to 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 make to make the problem better. Um, and for me, I just never stopped searching. I never stopped trying to improve, to heal, to grow beyond that, and to get to a point where it doesn't affect me anymore. And um, and I have to, I have to thank God for that. And I asked for it in prayer, and He gave it to me. Uh, I have to thank my environment, my 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 family, my friends, my support system, um, and just continuing to do the work, the things that. What is the next thing I can do to make the situation better? And and just never quitting at that. And I don't know. I, I just kind of grew out of it, man. I grew out of it, and it hasn't been a problem in my life for for years. And even in very stressful situations, I find myself like just a tinge of that fight or flight. And then, and it's almost like I have this mechanism of like, Nope, that's not, we're not going down that road. And it like, it switches on. I've, I've, I've broken both ankles and rolled a many time in, in sports and different things. But now like when you step in a pothole or something and your ankle goes to roll, it's like my body recognizes that so fast that my whole body drops and doesn't allow me to sprain wow. my ankle. It's like this built in response to what's coming that protects you. So something inside of me has developed over time through a lot of trial and effort and many years and that just recognizes it right away and says, no, we're good. We're good. We, we, can, we can go right around this and we can, we can keep moving forward and we know what this is. So um, I, wish I, could, I wish I could be more insightful on this topic. I wish I could you know, say, you know, say exactly what the game plan is, but I really think for everyone it's different. And I really think everyone's circumstances are different, but the the hope and the, the biggest strategy I think is just to not quit and and not stop trying to search for those solutions and those things that work for you and that get you out of that hole, whatever that is. It's almost it, it's so fun to sit in here, you know, because we've talked we talk about business, we talk about life, we talk you know whatever it might be, and I'm picking up on some very clear parallels, which I think is fascinating, and it's kind of like. You know, obviously not quitting is a good one, especially on life, by the way. We, you know, anybody listening, don't quit on life. But um, it's interesting to hear. It's like one of the parallels that I'm picking up is through this adversity in life, you become stronger. And and it's like, you know, recognizing you're going to roll your ankle and going or recognizing that, you know, there's a panic attack or anxiety coming and then dealing with it. Similarly, you talk about business and you know overcoming a challenge overcoming a challenge and then at the end of it you end up with this well with spencer jurgens you know this incredibly uh high performing grounded uh well-centered human being but what i'm loving hearing is is that you you turned into this if that makes sense like 
you know, you, you didn't just like come out and just have it all figured out and, and crush it. And I think it's really neat to kind of hear the parallels behind life exploration and business exploration and how they kind of go hand in hand. And it's almost in a lot of ways, like the, the, the life side of it prepared you for the business side of it. Would that be a, a safe assumption? Yeah, there's, there's so many parallels in both. And you, you go through the same things in business in a lot of ways that you go through in life. And yeah, if I had started, you know, businesses earlier on in my life, I would not ne- be nearly as prepared to handle the ups and downs and challenges of, of those businesses. So um, I think that's a that's a fair assessment for sure. Um, yeah. And, and again, like without, you know, without the experiences, without the doing, I think a lot of times people just have this analysis paralysis where they overthink things too much or they they have a vision or a dream or what they want to do or they just they have to just overanalyze it to death before they get started sometimes the best thing to do is just to you know jump right in and just kind of learn as you go and learn from it and whether it works or not it's okay you're gonna net out positive in the end of the day because you'll have gained so much more in the doing and then you would have sitting on the sidelines thinking about doing it and then never doing it yeah so the uh I, so we're recording a podcast right now in my hotel room and while we were setting it up, uh, Quinn and I were laughing. And I was like, hey, man, it's easy to, uh, you know, e- easy to criticize the executor, but we're executing. And one of the things I, I tell this to, to people all the time, the difference between those that have done it and those that wish they had is those that have done it simply did it. <laughs> like, there, you know, it, it's, I, I wish there was more complexities or more, uh, you know, to unpack than that. But it literally is as simple as that. Like, you just... You, you simply do. You yeah. start doing it and, and chasing it. I remember when we were on a phone call a while back, we were kind of talking about business opportunities or whatever, and um, you had mentioned something, and I think it was where some of this confidence had kind of come through the phone of, like, it doesn't even matter the opportunity anymore, that you know you can make it work. It, um, and I'm, I'm kind of curious if, like, do you feel like that, applies to your life in general now too that like you look at all adversity with a different lens now and and feel like you're capable of more than you realized you were both in life and in business well i think we need to get one thing straight here (laughs) you're hyping me up like i've got it all figured out like i'm this like well put together finished product man i'm not 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 even close i have so much to work on and get better at and i'm still figuring it out learning on a daily daily basis so uh by no means should i be taken as any type of authority on any subject matter because i'm i'm not well but Um, you're out here doing it but i'm trying i'm doing and i'm learning and i can share what i've learned and what i think things you know look like and act like and 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 what's worked for me and what hasn't but um but you know <laughs> it's funny man i it's it's funny being on this podcast with you and 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 hearing that i just i feel like a total imposter sitting here like no man i'm not i'm not the finished product i'm not i'm still i've got so much to that i can be doing better and 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 i can and learn and grow from so um but again it, it gets back to for me, just know that I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm good on the back end. So now whatever, whatever I go forward and, and I'll put it to you like this. It's funny. I was just thinking about this on the way over here. I was like, here I am. I'm in two service-based businesses. I have a mobile IV business in Austin and I have a, you know, outdoor construction business 
and landscaping business and design company in, in New Braunfels in the greater area around uh, New Braunfels, Texas. And, you know, how did I get here? How did I even fall into those opportunities? And, and how did that even happen? I don't, I don't even know. Like it, like it just happened because I just got started. I just did. I saw an opportunity and I just started doing something. That's not even like my passion. Like my, like what I like, I like wine. Like I want to figure out how, how do I grow grapes? How do I make wine? I like like ranching. I love, I love, uh, rotationally grazed uh, uh, cattle. Like I love what it does for the soil and the land. Like if you gave me all the money in the world, I'd be doing other things, but I'm just, I'm, I, I think I'm, I've been really big on um, finding out like, what is your gift? What are you good at? Like, what are your God given innate abilities? And, you know, I think it was, it's going to sound corny, but I think I love watching and listening to like some motivational videos from time to time and, and inspirational speeches. And, you know, just when you need a little pick me up. And I think it was a Steve Harvey one talking about like, Hey man, stop worrying about your passion and what, you, what, what it is you're, you know, about turning your passion into work and focus on what you're good at. What are your God given abilities? Like, what are you naturally good at that you have to work the least at to be effective? And focus there. That's where you're going to make your money. And I think for me, like that's what makes it all okay at the end of the day is knowing that I'm putting my, my God given abilities to work in the manner that I know they're the most effective. And then I'm just surrounding myself with people that are very uh, talented in the areas that I'm not. And you're one of those people. And I think if you can just hone in on, and I, I could be way off topic here. I don't know why this is just what's on my heart right now, but, um, Hone in on your God-given abilities. What are you innately great at that requires the least amount of effort and energy? And just focus there. And then just surround yourself with people that fill the gaps for you. And um, and you'll, you'll have great results. How do you find that? And I'll frame it this way. I was actually just going to ask you, and and I'm really glad that you, you just had the response that you had, because I was about to ask you that, you know, it seems to me like you've intentionally taken some paths that to most people seem hard or risky, you know, uh, both in life and in business or whatever. I was going to say, why not just get a job, you know, like whatever. Um, but I love that idea of finding your God given talents and the, the, the things that we're good at. I mean, it, to be totally candid, it, it's one of the things that I think has, has put me on a, on an upward trajectory in a huge way in my life is surrounding myself with people more talented than myself. I happen to have some strengths, but I have a thousand weaknesses and recognizing those and then, you know, letting people help me with that area has been very difficult but incredibly empowering and freeing once I let myself do it. But my question to you is is how did you and what advice would you give to somebody cuz somebody right now, I guarantee you you know that old adage of most men live lives of quiet desperation. For sure. Somebody sitting in an office right now, not feeling fulfilled or, or feeling like they're not living up their potential. How do you find your God-given talent? Like, how do you, how do you, <laughs> how did funny. you find yours? So I was in uh, Telluride recently at a Bitcoin conference gathering. And I'm, I'm, I, I bought into Bitcoin at its peak, okay? I FOMO'd into Bitcoin like when it was top dollar, like north of $60,000, okay? And, um, and I'm still in it, though. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't sold. But uh, uh, so I'm not like a huge, you know, I, that was it. Like I, I allocated a certain amount of money towards it. Like, hey, this is just going to invest into Bitcoin here. And if it, things happen, great. Not, I'm not really too concerned with it anymore. 
Um, but I, I happen to have a mutual friend who, um, who is very immersed in the, in the, in the Bitcoin culture and is, and is, has, has a great network of people all over the, the country that have incredible podcasts and that work in the field and everything. And, um, and so I'm at this conference in Telluride, this gathering of these great Bitcoin minds and these people with these really successful podcasts. And, and it's so fun getting to be like a, like an out, being an outlier, being someone that doesn't belong in the group, but being forced to have to kind of like, okay, let's see what's going on here and talk to everybody. And it was one of the themes that kept coming up was just that the guys that just didn't know, like what, I, I asked this question. I asked this question to a lot of the people there, uh, men and women, and I was like, "What are you? What do you think you're most most naturally gifted at? Like, what are what do you think your God given abilities are? What do you think that you're so good at that you don't even have to think about or or try very hard? It just comes natural to you." And nobody could answer that question. Hmm. But I think I planted a seed there. So I was like, "Hey, really, just you know, think about it." You know, for me, if you ask me that question, I think I've always been naturally gifted at uh, being a conduit between people. And, you know, you've seen it with how many people people I've sent your way. It's the best thing um, in my whole life. Yeah, and then <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm a conduit, okay? I like to connect people from point A to point B with the right, with the make the right connections. And so anytime you're starting a business, you have to make a lot of those connections you have, uh, between A and B. And you got to put the right people on the right things and put them with the right type of situation. And so, like... I just a, a good quarterback in that way, if you will. And then, um, you know, maybe maybe the gift of gab a little bit, maybe naturally good at sales and marketing. You know, uh, th- I think that's just because it's 13 years of doing that stuff. You you eventually kind of a get great better at it. Guest. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope I'm not just bombing your podcast for you here. Um, that's pretty funny. It is, you know, it's going to live, live in the internet ethos. My, my daughter's going to listen to this one day and so I'm like, I kind of have to pick and choose what I put out there. Um, <laughs> this is a safe space. Remember. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's, there's no, there's no, you have to, first of all, you have to be introspective enough to, um, to be able to ask that question. Not people just in general are not very good at looking inward at self-reflection. Um, and I think, you know, that's a problem. That's a problem for people. You have to be able to look inward and ask yourself, you know, what is my character? What, who am I? Like, what am I doing? What's important to me? You know, if money were no issue, what would I be doing right now? You know, try to be intentional in that sort of way. And then you'll, you can start to figure out a little bit more about yourself. And I think when it comes to, you know, what is your God-given ability? Well, look at your life and what's worked to this point. What have you been successful in? You know, like, you know, one of the reasons for your success is is because you're incredibly endearing and you're you're someone who can just build rapport instantly with people. And so that's why you'd be a great podcaster and, and you're great at marketing is because you you build that trust and, and that friendship very fast. And that makes people feel comfortable and feel like they have a partner and, and someone in their foxhole that, hey, we're we're in this together. We're going to work through the problems. It's not going to be great at the, at the start, but we're going to work through those and we're going to just continue to refine it and get better. So you're building trust. I think that's probably one of your God-given abilities is the ability to build trust and, and, uh, and, and make, people, make people feel comfortable and make people feel like they can open up to you and be honest. And so, you know, that's probably served you really well. And that's just me making an assumption. But you could say that's one of your abilities. And that meshes really well 
in your career and what you do for work. So, you know, people try to typically wear too many hats in their own business. And instead of trying to, you know, figure out where their blind side is and what they're not good at and stop trying to be good at that if you're not yeah. <laughs> and, and recognize that you're not going to be good at that because that's going to take away from what you already do really well, lean into what you do really well, and that'll take you so much further and then plug those, those, those pieces in where you can to get some help. It's like that idea of you've got to go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. It's been interesting. So, and I think, you know, the caveat to all of that is, is that it has to come from a, uh, it has to be authentic. Like the, your God-given talents, I think part of the reason why I've experienced the success I have is that I've got those talents that you had mentioned, and then you layer into it genuine empathy. Like I genuinely care, like very sincerely to my core, really, really care about the people I'm having a conversation with, the clients that I'm working with, or whatever it might be. Um, and I think that, you know, if folks can figure out that, and I think that, and this is speculative, I, I don't necessarily know, but that idea of self-reflection, like you mentioned, I think that a lot of people are reluctant to do that because it's hard. Because in order to to figure out your strengths, you also have to figure out your weaknesses. You find out you're pretty ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I've learned all I've, and, and especially through business ownership, I've learned so much about myself. Some of which is hard to hear, you know, uh, Brittany is, is my business partner and I are, are going through this EOS system right now um, where I'm the visionary. She's the integrator and, and the operator and whatever. And, and we have strengths and we have weaknesses and, and whatever it might be. And uh, this is why I'm so grateful for her. But she's made me do these exercises of like things I like to do, things I don't like to do, but I'm good at things that, you know, whatever. And then we kind of look at this chart and it was incredibly eye opening to be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm really bad at a whole lot of stuff that I'm taking on as a business owner and realizing that I shouldn't be doing that. And even tweaking some of those roles, it's why we're having a conversation right now. Like learning what I was bad at freed me up to lean into what I'm good at. And I've, you know, I'm experiencing it right now in a, at a micro level, like just within the business, but I love your perspective on forcefully looking inward because, you know, it can determine people's larger paths of, of who they want to be. And if you can figure out who you are, which is really your God-given talents, and I, I believe, too, and I've, I've got a strong faith background, and I believe, too, that we have an obligation once we identify those strengths, we're then supposed to share them with the world. Sure. Um, and and you, so you almost have, like, an obligation to realize that it's a selfish endeavor and a selfless endeavor to learn, you know, I mean, for example, you learning your strengths of being that conduit has made a tremendous impact on me. You know, you've shared that gift with me and other people throughout the world, which, you know, in turn creates a fulfilling life experience for you and those around you. And I just think it's a neat, I love your perspective on that of forcing, though, the inward look to kind of self-analyze because that's hard too. the strengths and the weaknesses are there. For sure. Um, I think, yeah, I, I see that it's such an inability amongst most people to, to, to be, to have that self-reflection, to take the time, mostly because people are just surviving every day, you know? And then it's like, where do I even find the time to, to look inward and, and think about that? So it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not like, Hey, just, you know, 
look inward, figure yourself out. What are you good at? <laughs> kind of thing. You you really have to think and ponder these things and work through them over over a long period of time to get there. It's just, again, there's no quick fix. There's no quick resolution here. Um, do you finish that? No, no, I'm good. Do you feel because I know that you have a background in commercial real estate and lending and and you know finance and that kind of world. And now, you know, running the businesses that you are, do you feel fulfilled? I feel like confident in the sense that, you know, beyond my basic needs being met, you know, the bills being paid and my, my family being well provided for and, and me having the ability to wake up healthy and do another day, I'm not going to really get a lot happier. So I don't, I, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of really successful people that are so driven, so type A. I'm not type A, but I've talked to so many type A's and, and it's just like the next thing, the next thing. It's never enough. They never have enough. They didn't get the CEO role. Someone else did. They didn't uh, get the promotion they wanted, whatever. They didn't, they didn't hit their targets and now they're in their minds like falling short. They're a failure. And I'm kind of looking at them like, gosh, you know, that's exhausting. You just don't, you're, you're never going to have enough regardless of how far you get going and, and how, how, how successful you are, how much money you make, like you're just always going to have this never enough mentality. And that's why, and I think, and if you look at, look at their lives, look at their back end, they're probably, the house is probably not tidy. You know, you're probably been neglecting a lot of things on the back end that are, you know, promoting you to go out and try to seek validation elsewhere through your business maybe. And, um, and for me, like because I, I'm so rooted and 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 I'm I feel like I've got all the validation I need in the world by by just having my family nucleus together and and caring for that, that, you know, everything else that happens, you know, is just kind of icing on the cake and, you know, something we do every day. And it's an opportunity to grow, make friends, learn. You just have to be thankful. I think be thankful every day you wake up and get going. And if you can have adopt that, it's, it's cheesy, but that attitude of gratitude, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy I'm in the room. Happy to be doing my first podcast ever with, with the guy I absolutely love. You know, and so that's like, you know, it, what are you complaining about? It's not it's it's not that difficult. You're making it so much harder than it has to be. And uh so yeah, I mean, I'm surrounded by amazing people. I'm, I should be excited. I should I should be happy. Um, I don't know if I got a little off track. I forgot your original question. Or, no, just about fulfillment. And oh, and am I fulfilled? Okay, yeah. So I think I'm fulfilled in the sense that I feel like I have enough. Now everything more I go out and get is just like again, it's just kind of icing on the cake. I'm happy and fulfilled by helping others. I've really loved being of service to other people. And, and I love helping your business grow. I love being your biggest cheerleader. I love helping my business partners, you know, help their families. And, you know, I love sharing things, you know, whenever I'm doing something that having this incredible experience, or maybe it's a, a great vacation or, you know, some, something I'm somewhere, I'm doing something. It's, it's always more empty if I can't share it with as many people I know would love to do that. So I think, you know, I think if you if you kind of for me at least having that mentality has helped me feel fulfilled. Now, I'm nowhere near where I'd like to be, where I want to be, but I'm also not putting a timetable on when I have to get there. And it's it's there is no getting there at the end of the day. It's like 
<laughs> you know, you're always going to be striving and working towards what something. Is there? Yeah. But, but what is that? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, you know, but, you know, I'm not a finished product. I, I know we still have a lot of work to do. And, but I'm just grateful and thankful for the opportunity to, to, to wake up today and be able to work at it today. And I might not go forward today, but I'm not going to let that derail me. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we'll just try again tomorrow. And, uh, I don't know. There's just great, like, you know, I'm just, I feel light. I feel light in that sense that, you know, whatever comes, comes and we're going to learn from it. We're going to grow from it. We're, God's not going to give me more than I can't handle. Like, I, I truly believe that. I really believe that, like, you know, when we go through these seasons of wilderness in our life and these trials, these tribulations, whatever they are, however they look, whether it's panic, anxiety, whether it's, you know, struggles with your business, whether it's struggles in your relationships or struggles in not feeling fulfilled in what you're doing, like, a good, great, great friend of mine, I love this saying, he always says to me, and it's always resonating with me, a great friend of mine, Jason Pulzer, used to, used to tell me, you know, every time he, like Jason does, <laughs> son, every time you're knocking on that door and it's slamming shut in your face, that's just God's way of telling you that it ain't ready to open. And there's a reason why it's not opening for you. You better turn around and look at what that is. So, you know, I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. You know, there's a reason why what I want to happen is not happening right now. And if you can have that sober mentality of, I know exactly why I'm not where I need to be. I'm very self-deprecating. You know, I'm, I have a sar dry, sarcastic sense of humor in a lot of ways. And I, I know why I'm not in the shape I want to be in. I know why I'm not, you know, there. But if you can acknowledge it and you know what that is, it's very easy to see what the path is that you need to take to get there. And... um I think we all just need a little more of that sober mentality of like, hey, we're honest with ourselves. We're honest with what we're good at, what we're not. We're honest with where we are and where we want to be and with whether we're doing the things that we need to do to get there or what, whether we're not, you know, and, and I can be honest with myself and say, hey, I gave it about 20% today instead of 100%. And that's okay. I'm not going to let that derail me. I'm just going to give it, give it a better go tomorrow because now I feel like I, I owe yesterday something. So, you know, it's, it's, I think that, that mentality works for me, you know, that thought process works for me and, uh, it's still a work in progress, man. Like we're, we still don't have it completely figured out, but we're trying and we're going to give it, give it hell tomorrow. Allegedly. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I, uh, I love the perspective Spencer and I want to thank you for sharing it with me. And I, and I, I want you to know, I, I just, I love that idea of, this balance that you have of gratitude and fulfillment and satisfaction while maintaining ambition and drive and, and this path forward. And it's just great. And I want you to know what a profound impact you've made on my life and you continue to make on my life. Um, you very sincerely inspire me. And I, and I, I hope you know that you're making impacts to people across the board and I've seen it and you need to keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing matters and you're making impacts way beyond the businesses that you're running. Um, and, and it's just so special. So I got you, uh, an inspire by example shirt because you inspire me by example, the way that you live. Uh, and I just hope you know what you mean to me and, and how much I appreciate you living the life that you're living, knowing that you're still a work in progress and owning that, 
but uh but man you've come so far and i just i'm so glad to know you so thank you so much for for coming on and, and for sharing a little bit of your story dude it's my pleasure thank you thank you and i could say the same same to you. you 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 inspire me as well and and you i feel like i've got a buddy in my foxhole with me every day we 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 do battle we go to work we 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 try to strive for what we're striving for uh, I feel like I can count on you and that, that, that you're in my corner a hundred percent and we're going to figure it out, whatever needs to be figured out. And that's a, it's fun when you can find people like that and, and, and go to battle with people like that. And I'm also just inspired to, uh, to lose the weight, to fit into the shirt that you've given me now. So I, uh, you know, if we do this podcast same time next year You'll on, be your, wearing on the your, shirt on your next trip down, uh, when we're doing our fresh round of shoots for all the happy customers that we have, um, We'll, I'll be wearing the shirt in the podcast, and uh, and we'll be fitting into it better. I can't wait. Um, but no, man, it's a pleasure. And you know, just just hearing that means a lot to me. You know, as men, we don't get a lot of validation. We don't get a lot of you know credit or pats on the back or you know that sort of thing. We just kind of do what we what we need to do. What's expected of us every day. And uh, but to hear you know a brother tell you thank you and acknowledge you and what 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 you're doing means a lot to me. It gives me more validation to keep going, you know, and keep, keep doing what I'm doing. And I think, like I said, you know, one of my, one of my God given abilities is just being a conduit of, of connecting good people with good people. And, uh, I think I'm going to do that to, to, you know, till the day I die. And I, I love connecting people to you and I love helping to connect other people to, to the right people. And, um, and it, I, nothing brings me more joy, I think. And, and those things don't have to help me or benefit me directly. I get so much more joy from just seeing people, you know, happy and fulfilled and, and, and those connections working out. So, um, it's dude, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to be here and be talking to you. And, uh, it's been great. It's been awesome. I'm so glad to know you. All right, buddy. Thanks, man.